Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of I Think I'm Human 2. What a time to be alive. We took last week off. If you follow on social media, as we did in Echoes in Silence week, um, it was kind of something last minute. Actually, Savannah had the idea of taking a week off and all Human 2 podcasts to just kind of take a break. And when I thought of the... I was thinking of my dad and I was like posting him online. Really the only reason I shared his story and his death so soon was because so many of my followers knew who he was. And I had said to myself, if I didn't have a following, would I have posted him the way that I post him? Or do I post him because I know that people care? And that word care kept resonating in my head and repeating itself over and over and over again. And so when Savannah brought that up, I was sitting there thinking, How sad is it that people think because you don't have a following, people, quote unquote, don't care. care. And in my head, I was like, that is so fucked up. Like, just because I have a following doesn't mean that my dad's legacy is heavier, heavier or less than anybody else's. So we came up with the idea to have a memorial week where nothing went out other than family content. So I opened up my email and I said, share your stories of your loved ones. If you've lost them, um, share their story, say their name, um, tell us about them, tell us the good, the bad, the ugly, how they pass, whatever you want to share. And at first I didn't really think it would be much, but Mm. within the first hour we had 90 emails and within the next few days we had over 500 emails of stories pictures, names. It was phenomenal to see, but also heartbreaking. Bittersweet is the best word that I could say. I love that we were able to give these people a space to share these people's names, but it also made me so sad knowing that there were so many loved ones out there that are lost. They're gone. Um, Not lost in the meaning of like their name is lost and forever forgotten, but we lost them. They're no longer here on earth with us. Um, It was really sad, but it also... It was a beautiful opening. Yeah. I mean, to, to others to share their grief. Yeah. Across. So many people said that. They were yeah. like, there was a couple emails that we had gotten where at the bottom of it, they were like, we've, I've never put Thank into you. words. Thanking the team. And yeah. They're like, yeah. I've never put on pen to paper like this person. Mm-hmm. I just, it was in my head. It was just in my, my heart. Like it wasn't in a journal anywhere. It was literally the first time that they had ever written about, written about those people since they passed. So they finally took the time to, yeah, they had the opening that they were looking for. Yeah. And it made it, it's crazy. Some of them were tear jerking. Yeah. It definitely fucks you up for sure. Yeah. And immediately. So the couple days that went past and the more stories, because I actually wasn't the one reading them. I, I've been through a few of them, but When you've lost somebody, your heart's in a different space. And sometimes, especially it was, the reason we did it was because November 7th, so last Tuesday, or last Thursday. No, November 7th was last Tuesday. And that was the day my dad passed. And um, it was just a very hard week because you don't know how to feel. We'll get into that. So that's what this whole week's episode is about. But anyways, so I was like, it was too much for me to sit and read through those people's stories and to hear their things. But when I was seeing them on my, so my team did it Mm -hmm. and, um, the team would call and, and, uh, Santino was the main one reading through them. And he was like, Holy shit, cat. Like there's so, I will, there's some brutal fucking stories in here. Santino is a, is amazing Mm -hmm. to go through those things. I I don't know how he found the strength. He'd said on Monday, the first day that we had opened it, he was like, gotta stop gotta he, take at the a end of the day he was like i had a long day it mm-hmm. was a very hard mentally yeah traumatizing day reading through these stories and 
and people share shout how they out pass. to santino shout out to santino he's my guy i'd say all the time human two is human two because of him um yeah and so i last week's episode i talked all about um actually it was a rerun from the week that my dad had originally passed i did a podcast episode this before the podcast was even at the level that it is now and um i talked about the day of losing my dad so if you are listening to this week's episode and you want um a refresher and or you want to just know um it's a little gruesome it's a little gory it's a little real and raw and vulnerable so just suffice be it to say that monday november 7th 2022 was a life-changing experience for these seven of us left behind in denver mm-hmm. and rippled through everyone of everyone else yeah if you knew billy you loved mm. billy you cannot hate the man um as millions of you guys know out there listening um billy was an earthside angel yeah and i really do believe he blesses this community each note every day like in ways that you would never even know. The lights flashing during us putting up, up his tree last mm. night. Yeah, you guys. So if you hear a second voice and you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening, it's my mom. My mom's been here with us um, since last week. She actually wanted to come in town to spend the anniversary with us kids. Yeah. Um, and we are actually leaving for Sweden this week. So she just decided to stay. Fun fact, my mom is now um, partially retired. Semi-retired? Semi-retired, we don't know. If you listen to Bleep That Out a couple weeks ago, I literally was talking about how my mom was talking shit about how she was like, I'm bored at my job. And then literally the day that that episode released, my mom got laid off (laughs) with 400 other people. I'm laughing, but that's not funny. That's very sad. We are in a recession. Um, So if you are listening and you have a job, you have insurance, you have a home. Don't take it for granted. Do not take that shit for granted. It is a very difficult time in life. We are not negligent. We are not ignorant to that fact. Um, My mom is blessed enough to not have to necessarily get right back into work, but she's stressed over health insurance. I mean, that's a real thing. so. Um, So again, if you're listening and that's your only blessing of the day, if you have a dirty house because you have kids, be glad you have a dirty house because you have kids. Mm -hmm. Because you have those children. They wake up every day. You know, you have the opportunity to clean the house. You have the opportunity to feed them food. Um, if there's, don't, don't take, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, <laughs> even though they're terrible so twos screaming at you, <coughs> they're your kids. They're your husband. They're your wife. They're your, yeah. They're you know. human too. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so She's been spending the last few weeks with us and I was filming today. So I wanted to, this week's episode, I wanted to talk about the year of grief and what a year looks like. Because again, my dad was my first loss and some people might be like, okay, this is tired. Like you talk about grief all the time, but when you lose somebody, and if you're saying that because you've never lost somebody, I love that you have that train of thought. I love that you have that bitterness and that, um, lack of understanding because that means you're not jaded, you're not hurt in the ways that some people are. But if you are understanding the grief and you relate, you um, respect, you appreciate the topics, um, our hearts are with you. And it's just crazy. It's crazy. So I want to talk about it because, again, my dad was the first person I've ever really lost on that level. I mean, we've lost people in our life, but not not my dad. And I've never really experienced, like when I heard grief before, I was like, oh yeah, they're grieving. Like it is what it is. Now I'm like, that is a lifelong feeling. It's a lifelong thought. It's a lifelong whole. It is for the rest of your life. And so many people, when my dad first died, I was flooded with thousands, thousands of DMs, messages nonstop. 
of people just saying you learn to grow around the grief or there was another example it's like a ball in a box and it just keeps going back and forth and back Mm -hmm. and forth around the box and one time every few weeks few days few hours few months few years it'll hit your button within that box and it comes out of nowhere and it hits hard and it hits heavy (laughs) and that's true and doesn't it though yeah and when I first lost my dad anything and everything that was said to me it just went in one ear and out the other because I just wasn't in the space to absorb and now it's been 371 days we love hello friends I have said that so many times. You guys know we love HelloFresh. I love it specifically because it is so easy. Raphael makes it. But with the holidays coming up, it is getting hectic. I said that with fall. I said it's going to get hectic because everybody wants to be outside and enjoying the last minute fall weather. And now the holiday season's coming up. So everybody wants to focus on gift shopping and everything else under the sun that comes with holiday season, not grocery shopping. Because who wants to leave to go to a busy, hectic grocery store? That is why we love HelloFresh. Every season, all seasons, we love HelloFresh, but holiday season is one of my favorites. I don't have to go to the grocery store. We go online. We pick the meals for the week. They are delivered directly to our doorstep. I open them up. I put them in the fridge, and then when the night comes, Raphael pulls them out. He starts to cook them, and it is phenomenal. The other part is there are 15-minute meals. I don't know if you guys knew that, and I haven't shared that with you guys before. There are 15-minute meals, so if if the kids are back in school, sports season's coming up, or if you're in a state like us and it takes you much longer to get home from work because it's snowing, it is phenomenal to have a 15-minute meal. It is so quick and easy to make, and then it's on your tabletop in 15 minutes. So I love HelloFresh, and they did give a code for us. I want to share with you guys. You are going to go to HelloFresh.com slash human2free and use human2free, all one word, for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box with subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Human2Free with code Human2Free. Who doesn't love a free breakfast? You're wrong if you say no. And I've learned a lot. So we kind of want to go over it. My mom actually lost her parents at the beginning of last year as well. So her parents both were gone within a few months of each other. And then my dad was gone a few months after them. So my mom's had a year of grief as well. And I thought since she was in town, she's here with me. Have her on. Get a different perspective. Obviously, you have an elder perspective. You have a more mature perspective. Um, A different perspective for sure. But grief is grief. A year is a year. And I want to go over some things. Okay. So my mom and I made a little bit of a list this morning of things we wanted to go over. Sometimes I just wing it, but sometimes I feel like we really need to stick to a couple things that we want to talk about. And I have it a little bit in order. So I want to start with what I thought grief would be versus what it actually was. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So there's been a couple things that have happened over the year. And one thing that shocked me was one I did not realize how how much feeling you have in your own body and that you're capable of feeling I really do want to start there I also have never experienced depression in my life I'm not diagnosed with depression I know that it is a chemical imbalance in people's brains I do not have that chemical imbalance so I never understood it I respect it I have always respected people that had it and I respected their space um, but I never understood it 
And day one, I went into numbness. I went into straight like panic mode. I went into straight big sister mode. I went into straight daughter mode. There were so many different modes that I went into day one that I didn't even really realize. I think it was just straight adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And then day two set in and I've never experienced a depression like that. You didn't want to wake up the next day. I, I remember oh rolling over and looking at you and being like, oh shit. I didn't think I was going to cry this episode. Okay. I probably will. It is what it is. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, this isn't real. Mm-mm. And I can't imagine people waking up like that every day, being like, this is life, like I have to do today. Um, it was a very, very, very difficult day. I remember getting in the shower, and it was like my first time being alone mm-hmm. without you and Raphael. And I was just like, fuck. It took you forever in that shower, and you cried and yeah. cried and cried. Damn, I did not think I was going to cry. I, I thought I was totally so either. Um, I don't talk about this as often at like that, this level, and like I also feel like, it's easy because we're just us, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a different level of feeling that I've never felt in my entire life. Um, there was a lot of things going through my brain of like, I miss my dad. I miss my best friend. You go through denial. You're like, is this real? Um, <laughs> you feel things you've never felt. Yeah. You feel things you've never felt. And, um, So let's just start there. Like, I just, I didn't really realize what grief was, much less the depth of it. Again, you literally feel things in, like, your soul. Like, and they hit you out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Just out of nowhere. I mean, all of a sudden, you're like, I want to call. Oh, ooh, I can't. And then you're smacked with the crying and the, and the emotions and the, why can't I? And, oh, shit, if, if, if only they were here, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's been a long year of that, of the times um, you go to pick up your phone. My dad and I would send each other TikToks yeah. back and forth time and time again. It was so funny. And um, I actually have a text message to him. Um, I, you go through, like, I think I have it. Let me see. You go through so many times where you go to pick up your phone, you go to call, yep. you don't realize. Like, I literally, I don't know if you can see on the screen, I have a TikTok that I sent him of um, <laughs> just, like, an outdoor guy, like, reporting the weather. Yeah. And I texted him November 13th of last year, so actually my brother's birthday. I have been seeing Seed Symbiotic DS01 everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health gut health does not just affect your digestive system I don't understand I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that but like your skin your readiness for the day I just love when my gut is in line I'm in line when I'm in line life is in line so Seed is sharing a code with human two listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out you are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, and use code 25human2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25human2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25human2. And I just said, I miss you. Literally did not even remember that he's dead. So, because I would text him all the time. Yep. I'd be like, miss you. Come hang out. Um, so there's just like those things that you go through where you just don't know. Anyways, we're going to move on from that. It's crazy. 
it's crazy the feelings that you go through. It's crazy the denial you go through. It's crazy the forgetfulness that you go through. Like, again, you literally just pick up your phone. You don't remember. I remember buying my first car this year. So my dad's always been the one to <laughs> buy my cars with me. My mom and dad bought my first one when I was 17, 16. I don't know. They bought it together. My dad picked it. My mom bought it. That Impala. And then I moved to Florida for college, and I needed another car. And he was in Minnesota. I was in Florida. He called the dealership. He found the car. He spoke to the man. He called me. And mind you, I didn't even know my dad was, like, doing this. Um, he just knew my car was in bad shape. And it was yeah. a couple years later. And he called the dealership. He, My high school boyfriend that was with me at the time, even though we, like, went into college a little bit together, um, he was going to school to be a mechanic. So he, my dad actually called my high school boyfriend at the time and was like, I found this car for Catherine. Go pick it up. Anyways, long story short. We get there, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting on you. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, and I come silly. to find out my dad had been negotiating. My dad did the whole deal. And then when I moved to Minnesota a couple years later, that car was kind of on its way out, and I needed another car. My dad had just been there with me through every car purchase, and mm -hmm. it got to the time where this past year I was saving for a car. And I know this is like a random story, and I shared this on TikTok previously, but we didn't know what kind of car we would wanted. I knew I had to um, get a specific kind of car because I wanted to write it under my business. And uh, I needed a car yep. that weighed a certain amount. And so I don't know how we ended up out Audi. Oh, that was what it was. You, you called I called my Uncle Bobby. So my uncle is my mom's brother. And he knows everything and anything about cars. <laughs> and normally it would be my call to my dad. And I called Uncle Bobby and I actually was like almost in tears because I was like, Uncle Bobby, I just don't know what kind of car to buy. And he was like, oh, I thought you called because something was wrong. And I was like, no, <laughs> but I should call more often, clearly. <laughs> Anyways, it was just one of those moments where, again, you get caught. You're like, damn. Yep. And so we go to the Audi dealership because my uncle was like, it's a wonderful car. Like, it's, if you were to buy that level of a car brand instead of, like, a Honda or Toyota or something along those lines. I wanted to step up from kind of, like, the normals. I wanted a little bit more of a luxury vehicle, but not, like, high-end luxury. So right. that was the good middle brand that he suggested. And... I saw an Audi Q8. It was like this charcoal gray. I loved it. It was gorgeous, but it was already sold, and they had no other Q8s on the lot. And I was like, damn, okay, well, I guess there's nothing here for me. And the girl working with us, she was actually like, you know what? Um, they did bring in a new Q8. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know if it's going to hit the showroom floor yet or when, where, whatever. And um, it's the weirdest fucking story ever. So she didn't. she's never seen the car, and she's like, let me go see in the back and see if like it's available to come up. So they bring the car around. They park it in the front. And I come out, and the um, car is white. It's a white Audi Q8. is exactly what I wanted. But fun fact, I didn't want a white vehicle, but my dad would never purchase a vehicle that Anything wasn't white. But white. And so anytime he would tell us kids, he was like, you got to get a white, white car. car. And so when I saw that it was white, I was like, damn. Not only that, they backed it in, and it was parked right next to another backed-in vehicle. And it was a blue Audi. I don't know what year it was. Or, um, what it was, and the license plate was EBS. It was EBS. Mm -hmm. I, didn't I didn't tell you that. that. No. I have a photo of it, and um, it was just crazy. And that day, um, the girl that actually sold us the vehicle and the front desk girl, they were followers. And that day, like we went to pick up the car. But and I don't mean to cut you off, but quite honestly, that's what it's been a year of is signs. Signs. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about that. Okay. Um, but my dad's been everywhere, and um, 
just times like that. So that day, um, again, the girls that helped us were followers and they like put martini glasses in the vehicle <laughs> when we p- came to pick it up and there was flowers and it was so kind and so sweet. And we ended up going to a Timberwolves game that night and we get stopped right at security after going through security. And it's this older man. His name is Scott. And he was like, my daughter's actually the one that helped you with your car today. And I was like, holy shit. And he was like, I just want to let you know that like, you really made an impact on my daughter, all this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, fuck, like, wow, what a day. And at the end of it, this guy was like, I heard about your dad. And he was like, do you mind if I give you a dad hug? And I'm just sitting here like, this is so (laughs) wild. Like they do show up in the craziest of ways, but it's been a year of that, of just like straight up. Yep catching you off guard, catching you in like the lowest of moments when you think they're not there, they're there. Hmm. Um, my dad is and ha- always was a very um, loud man and loved to be like, loved his presence to be known. And since he's been gone, that's not changed. Um, but there's just been a year of a lot of ups and downs and loneliness, hmm. but I wasn't lonely. Um, Cause you feel like you're alone, but you're never alone in anything you go through. But it's just been a crazy year. I think another thing of what I expected, um, I expected our family to come closer together from this because, I don't know, I just, I've always heard of families getting closer together, and I think I had a brutal wake up. Not every family comes together. Not every family does. Um, There's the saying of, like, the family glue, and one million percent do I believe that was my father. Yep. I think there's a lot of resentment that I have against him, actually, because I think I think my dad was one. Which is unexpected, the resentment. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's normal. I think there's, there's a lot of normalness of resenting or having issues with the person that's deceased because there's so many unanswered questions. There's stuff like that. But I think what I've noticed and what I resent against him is he was always putting out fires, which I kind of knew that, like, things were going on in the background that he was just, yeah. like, keeping at bay. But what's pissed me off is he wasn't solving problems and, like, putting out fires for good. He was putting out fires. He was band-aiding. Yes. And um, that's been a harsh reality because I wish my dad would have stuck up for his own beliefs. I wish he would have stuck up for his own children. I wish he would have stuck up for his own morals and values. I think he let a lot go just because of certain people and I understand that you um you take a back burner to certain people in your life that mean a lot to you or that rule a lot in your life that control a lot in your life um but at the end of the day he left a lot of problems behind for us to deal with This episode of I Think I'm Human 2 is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have shared with you guys before that the holiday season is not my favorite season anymore. It used to be, but I had a major loss. I lost my father and it just really made me realize how many people might not like the holidays. And if you're one of those people, that's okay. Whether it's the weather that gets you down, whether it's just not having the friends or the family that everybody else has, or, or maybe you just don't like the holidays. Maybe you had a loss during the holidays, whatever the case may be. It's okay to get out there and talk about it with somebody else and to just let loose and to let those emotions go and to just have somebody to bounce off 
ideas or struggles or frustrations with during a time where everybody else seems to be so happy. So I love BetterHelp for that. You can do it at your fingertips. BetterHelp is literally on your phone. It could be on your laptop. It could be on your desktop, whatever the case may be. And you don't even have to leave your house for it. So they set you up, you figure out, you fill out a questionnaire and they set you up with a therapist that they think is fitting. And if you don't like that therapist, you can find another one. If you do love that therapist, I absolutely love that for you. And the best part about it is you do not even need to leave your house because if you're in a state like me, it's already snowing. So BetterHelp did give us a code for you guys. If you're a Human 2 listener, I want you to check them out. And if you're looking for a therapist, this is not a bad option to try out. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. If you go to betterhelp.com slash human2, you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human2. I really hope these holidays are great for you, whether you are struggling through them or you love them. and boisterous man who was very happy and did not like confrontation yes he liked to be loud and proud about the most random shit but when it came to and there were certain things that he was very um strong about and would stick up for but i don't believe it was the right things i don't believe um i believe he left with the knowledge and the the belief that family matters but i don't think he left behind the definition of what he thinks family is Um, because to me, my dad was all about family and doing the right thing and being the right person and family means blood and family means the, the last name. And, um, that's what he spoke about. Right. But like, that's not what he lived by. Like he lived by doing, again, doing the right thing and being the right person and building your, your Right. right team. But when you have sore eggs in the team, instead of him being like, Hey, we're all a team, let's work this out and not spoil other people's eggs. Um, he was like, okay, whatever. Like we're still a family. And it's like, okay, well, can I wish we would have talked about things, um, before he left us because spoiled eggs cracked and spoiled the salad. (laughs) So I don't know. And then it's, it's a hard thing. Um, but my family's always been, my dad's family. So like my core family on my dad's side, it's just always been an awkward because we were a a mixed family. So it's always uncomfortable. It's always awkward. You got kids with different women. Like you have your own family, you have your first wife's family because those are her kid, like your kids' families together. Then you have your new wife and their kids and their family together. And it's just a blend of a lot of different people. And if roles were reversed, say like Raphael were in that role and my husband was managing all that, he's straight up like, lay this shit on the table. Let's figure this the fuck out. Like we're all a family here. So let's figure out how we can get this train to keep moving in the same direction without getting off the tracks. And my dad was more like, oh yeah, we got a squeaky wheel there, but we're still chugging along. It's okay. Oh, we got another squeaky wheel here, but it's okay. We'll deal with it later. Um, And now at the end of the day, the... It was more grease the wheel than replace the wheel it was more of a you know grease the wheel more than um figure out why it's squeaking right you know type thing yeah. um it just was let's get through this and then on the other side we'll keep going and we always kept going always <laughs> and then he passed and there's just been some bullshit um it's just been a lot of straight up bullshit on all parties mine included um but it it got to the point where my peace my happiness um was sinking 
quickly and my husband and I sat down and we were like, what is worth my mental health? What is worth the mental health of this household? Um, who really gives a shit about you? That's another thing mm. that you learn real, real fucking quick. quick. You learn who your community is. You would be shocked at how many people show up for you that you would not expect. Yep. And you also realize and you learn how many people don't even blink an eye at you. And that you expected to. That you were like. They'll be right in my corner and by mm-hmm. God, they are miles away. Yeah. Um, and it's wild. I think the other thing that I did not really realize because I've been the biggest advocate of grief is hard for anybody and everybody. I'm sure it was fucking hard for my dad's coworkers. Like comparison people, when grief comes about, they try to compare. Well, it was my dad. Well, it was my husband. Well, it was my brother. Well, it was my son. Shut the fuck up. Like we are all grieving the same person, but we're all grieving different relationships. Some might be deeper than others. I even, if we want to get to apples to apples here, like me compared to my brothers, my brothers are going to be grieving a different father because they're boys. They had a different relationship with their dad. I don't have a sister to compare to. I don't have a sister to be like, damn, that's our dad. You know, like I had almost a solid, like a solidarity in my grief, which is fine. That's okay. My brothers, all three, yes, there's three boys, but they were all grieving in different ways. They all got a different side of dad. My stepmom was grieving my dad in a different way. His mom's grieving in a different way. There's no right or wrong. And I was so sick. That was actually my breaking point of sticking around for certain family because I was so sick of being told, well, I'm grieving. Well, I'm, shut the fuck up. Like we all are. Why are we we saying that? Like at this point, you're just blowing air just to fucking blow air. And I was getting so tired of that. I was grieving one of the best friends of my life. And that, that's the other thing I say is like, I wasn't only feeling like it was my dad. If you really talk about like my dad and I's relationship, I was like, yeah, he's my dad. Like, yeah, he fixes my cars for me or like, but my dad was one of our best friends, Raphael's and I's, we would always go to his house. We would show Mm -hmm. up and we would have coffee with him in the morning or um, we would bring dinner. We literally would always just see what was going on with my dad just because I felt like he was bored and we <laughs> wanted to hang out with I him. How many times I FaceTimed you and you're like, hey, say hi to dad. My dad's here. And um, I think it's funny because the people that were in that household at the time, if you look in the mirror, why were we showing up at that time versus why are we not showing up now? We weren't there for certain reasons. We were there for the genuineness, the friendship, not the parents, not the the siblings. We were there because we were friends. I'm friends with some of my siblings. I'm friends. I'm very much friends with one of my siblings. At the end of the day, siblings is a sibling, but like a friend is a friend. My dad was a friend. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just different. It's a lot. Um, well, but on that same token, your loss was with four siblings who were fairly closely yeah, age related. Mine, I was 16 years older than the the third one and almost 19 years older than the second one. So they mourned completely different yeah. parental figures than what my brother Bob and I had. Yeah. You know, we actually had the trial parents where we were always in trouble. We were always, you know, and then the the next two were like, "Oh, hey, the other two made it back fine. They're They're alive. They're alive. It's okay. But if there's no blood, no bones, we're good. As the younger siblings, I can see where they were probably like jealous of, well, you had more time, you know? So like 
but again, the time was different. And you're like, yeah, time we had more different. time, but like we were fucking ridiculed and was it beat quality time is the question. Yeah, w- right. That's what it boils down to to me is quality time. <laughs> Regardless and, of the relationship, is it quality time? And quality is subjective to everybody, but this is Correct. so Aaron, for example, Aaron and I had this conversation originally because Aaron is the brother that I'm the closest with. I love all my brothers dearly, but Aaron and I are like the ones that are open communication, open dialogue 24 seven. But Aaron and I went through a little bit of a tiff when it first happened. And when I finally was able to sit down with him and I was like, what's up? Right. He was sad because I had such a close relationship with my dad and I was always with him and I was with him every single day and I was talking to him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think he was having a lot of regrets of like, I didn't show up because Aaron was always invited. We loved hanging out with Aaron, but he was in the early college stages. Yeah. Like he was living in a dorm. He was living in apartments. He was just having friends. He was just 21. Like he was just able to drink. Like there were so many things that Aaron was busy with, but I think his regrets, he started to take out on me because he was jealous and I flipped it on him and I said, Aaron, since the day you were born, you got to live in the same house with dad. Every day. Every single day. I was halfway across the country. Right. So, like, could we get into the tit for tats? Yes. But at the end of the day, he's gone. So, at the end of the day, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. Let's not blame each other. It's not what we got and what the other one got and that we didn't get. It's more just how do we move forward? How do we come stronger? How do we grow from this? But how do we me, be thankful? It, the point is there should be no tits for tats. There should always be tits. Well, and we could get tats for those. That'd be great. (laughs) Um, But realistically, everyone has their own relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing but detrimental when you say, but you had, and I only had, there's really no comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their own relationship regardless of whether they're twins or not. Yeah. They have the, uh, the, a different relationship with that person. Personalities mesh differently. And it's not a, it's not a he said, she said, once that person's gone, it's a, re- let's remember them. Let's, let's be safe in the fact that they loved us mm-hmm. or cared for us to spend time with us, regardless of who yeah. we were. I also think a big saying, I say this all the time, is it's not what you can get from this lifetime, it's what you can yeah. give. and when you're that's something actually that changed my life with my dad is actually the one that always used to say that of like the grass isn't always greener on the other side or my dad's favorite saying used to be if only I had this my life would be better and he meant it in a sarcastic way of like stop wondering about what tomorrow holds stop worrying about what Aaron has stop worrying about what Savannah has like be thankful for what's on your plate and um, he's always said that if you showed up with three index cards saying your three top problems and we all shared them with the table, nine times out of ten, you're going to you take, take those problems back. back because you are only equipped to handle those. You don't, get, you don't want anybody else's bullshit because you know how to handle your own shit because it's on your plate for a reason. And he really, he really changed my mindset. And I'll talk about this in a little bit about like things that I've learned from it. It really is true. Like, Yes, I got a lot of time with my dad, but I'm, gr- I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the time I was able to give him. I cleared my plate a lot to hang out with him. Yep. I, I sat out a lot of girlfriend's dinners or dinners with my husband because I wanted the time with my dad and I wanted to give him that. Um, and I don't regret. I don't regret my relationship with him. I think it sucks because I wish it could have been longer because of how valuable and how... Um, enchanting our relationship was I don't know like I just loved him so dearly 
but I'm also grateful for the years that I had with him because again, it was not always like that. The last two years of his life was really like the core time that I actually got him as a friend before I barely even really knew my dad. I mean, I knew of him. I knew who he was, but I didn't know him on that level. I wasn't an adult. I didn't have the brain that I did at the time. I had a lot of resentment. I had a lot of anger. Why did you choose another family over our family? Like there's just things as kids that you can't go through. But when you're an adult, and that's why I advocate so heavily for you to sit down with your parents, because when you're an adult and you get in the mindset of our parents are just parents living this first life on their own too. Like this is her first day of November 13th of 2023, just as much as it is mine. Just because we're their parents and we're taught to look up to them and to listen to them and to respect them, it doesn't mean that they know anything more than that we know. Every single day. They don't a, come with books, by the way. <laughs> we no, do. And no it teaches us the manual. colors. You know. They just, you don't know. And you got to give them, you got to give them credit where credit is due. They're doing their best just as much as we are. And if you're able to sit down as an adult and have mm-hmm. that understanding of it's their first day living this day too, your mind will change your empathy will grow, your heart will expand, and your brain and your anger will lessen. Like, you're just, you'll just be in a different room. And, um, and I finally was able to start learning who my dad really, truly was, not as a dad, not as a husband, not as, as a parent, a as a human being. And yep. he's human too. Shameless plug there. Like, <laughs> he was human too, just living his best life. Um, there's a lot of things, again, that I have a lot of questions on, but it really changed my mindset when I was like, damn, he was just living his life doing whatever he knew how um he had faults he had strengths he had weaknesses um he had learning lessons he had regrets of his own and um he was just getting through life as best as he knew how so that's kind of some things that I wanted to go over to start with um I did say changes and how it how um how I think differently now a lot of those things Mm. I just touched on yeah I definitely look at life more preciously um I've realized how fast time goes. I mean, we always say like time flies, but time fucking flies. Time flies. Even just being a year. Yeah. I'm like, I've been here a week. It's crazy. And it, it, on one hand, it feels like I've been here forever because I don't have my pets and I don't have my husband. Yeah. You're out of place. But you know, on the other hand, it's like, I can't believe I've only been here a week. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much more that I want to experience with you. Yeah. You know, I, I love that to me is the most important gift is time, you know. Yeah. And so I'm trying. I've learned, quite honestly, <laughs> um, in the year that your dad's been gone. Mind you, I lost both of my parents in 2022 as well. I have taken a step back. I mean, for the first time ever, I took a two week vacation from work. I've never taken more than a week. And I will tell you ever? that. Uh-uh. I didn't know that. The anxiety to get on a plane and fly overseas was terrifying because the last vacation I'd been on, he had died. And I was terrified. Did not know how to handle what, what would happen if something went wrong what would happen? I mean, I just was a ball of nerves. See, and I went opposite. I was like, we've already had the worst vacation of our entire fucking life. What could go worse? And if it goes worse, at least we've experienced it. At least we've experienced yeah. So I kind of went opposite. I was like, no, I'm living my fucking best life. Like, I'm going to travel any and every time I can. And I did. Yeah. Well, that was my turning point, I think, was that vacation overseas. Because I was that ball of nerves ahead of time. Yeah. And then it was a really 
it was a bittersweet vacation. And when I got back, I was like, fuck it. I'm 52 years old. I'm going to live my life because, quite honestly, her father, my ex-husband, the person who helped me bring her into the world, died in front of me. And what am I going to do to make that better? I can't keep wasting time. You and do that get, was the thing. You do get into that mindset of yeah. like, they say like, you do have survivor's guilt. That's oh, a real thing. Bad. It's really bad. Tuesday, it was very bad for me. I had a very hard time. Mine was like the first few months after because mm-hmm. I had taken time off of work because I was still working at the time and I was going to get a facial actually that morning and I lost my shit on the highway because I was like, this is before I'd even quit my job fully and did social media full time. But I felt so much guilt yeah. knowing like, why is this my Tuesday that I'm driving to get a facial? Yep. And why is my dad in a grave somewhere? Like yep. I lost my shit and I was like, you just go through this. And you had said that too, of like, I just have guilt, like living life and like yeah. being off and being partially retired. And you think like that, like he'll never get to be retired. He literally worked every single day of his life since whenever. Well, granted during COVID, he took seven months off, but you just have guilt that like, they'll never get to experience that freedom of just driving around town, doing whatever as a 65 year old aimless man, you know, like he died at 60. He's never going to make it to 65. You have guilt. Um, But then what kicked in for me was like, my dad would, this is so cliche. My dad would not want you to be sad. You know what I mean? Like your, your loved one would not want you to not live your life. If anything, they're like, go live the life that I wasn't able to live. Because if I were to ever be looking down, say, God forbid anything happens. And my husband sat out opportunities and life experiences because he missed me. I would be like, so mad I would be like get on a fucking plane and go go see that shit like go do that shit like go be present go live the way you that I couldn't and um my dad anytime we would go anywhere my husband and I love to travel and I've always traveled and I would FaceTime him anywhere and everywhere we would go (laughs) um even to like basketball games Mm -hmm. I would FaceTime him all the time and be like here we are here we're sitting here and like this player's here or whatever and um you don't get those FaceTimes anymore but you do know that like they're proud, they're excited, they're happy, they're there. Um, you, your guilt turns from guilt into, let's do this. How many times have I shared natural cycles with you guys? Plenty, but I'm gonna share it again because I absolutely love them. I've shared them over on Instagram. I've shared them on TikTok. I have said it many times here on the podcast. It is one of my favorite forms of birth control. I did not know that birth control could even be in your own hands. I thought you had to have a hormonal and or an invasive form of birth control. Example like the IUD, birth control pills, anything that goes in like your arm. And I did not like that. But my husband and I were like, well, we don't want to conceive, but we also don't want to be on birth control. What's our best option? And that is when we learned about cycle tracking because you can only get pregnant when you're ovulating, which is about six days a month. And Dr. Berglund came out with the Natural Cycles app. Dr. Berglund is a female physicist. And not only that, she's a Nobel Prize winning female physicist, which girl boss, we love that. I love that it's founded by a female for the simple fact that women know women, women know what women go through. And not only is it tracking all these fun and exciting things, whether you're trying to conceive or you're trying to prevent, it goes through all that. It goes off your body temperatures. But what I love about it is there's so much knowledge in the app too. So 
every single day you can go in and you can find new things. You can learn about ovulating. You can learn about preventing pregnancy. You can learn about conception. You can learn about so many different things within the app. It's not just to track. You can track your period. You can track um, your ovulation. There's so many different things in it. I absolutely love natural cycles. Again, I've shared them so many times. I will continue to scream them from the highest to the highest pitch that I can because I love having control over my own body. I love knowing about my own body as well. So I do have a natural cycles code for human two listeners, which I'm excited to share with you guys. Code is Catherine. So if you go to naturalcycles.com, you're going to get 20% off your annual subscription plus a th- free thermometer. I want to preface this by saying natural cycles is for 18 plus and it does not protect against STIs. Code again is Catherine and I hope you love them as much as I do. See, and my, my guilt, I knew that I was going through the guilt and some days the guilt rises to the top, but for the most part, I've taken it and looked at it as I have the opportunity to be here and I'm going to be the best that I can for the time that I'm here and I'm going to make my life count. And quite honestly, like she said at the beginning, yes, I was bored in my job. I love my job. I love the people I work with. I miss it immensely. But there's days you want to be mentally challenged. And at this point, I'm embracing it. I have to be happy where I am with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because to me, if I'm not happy, if I'm not making the best out of what I'm doing, I'm doing a disservice yeah. to your dad and to my parents who I lost last year. To yourself. Year. I think Especially I'll, to myself. But I want to touch on that because that's a really heavy, heavy, heavy thing to bring up. Because that, it took me to losing my dad. And only, genuinely, I mean this in the in the lightest way possible I'm happy I lost him when I did because I couldn't imagine going another 25 years of living just to live you know you just live every day because it's just how you do it when you lose somebody your mindset changes exactly like what you said you live it for a different purpose because we're we're selfish human beings but we're also selfless human beings and I think that's like a that's a mental thing that you don't even necessarily know that you're doing. You're just living life aimlessly. You're doing it because you're living to just live. But when you lose somebody, you go out of that selfishness and you go into selflessness and you're like, I'm going to do this for them. Why are we not doing it for us to begin with? Why are we not living every day and being thankful for every day? And again, I'm preaching to the fucking choir here. Right. And like, I am just as um, guilty of doing this as I was my entire life. So like now, but my last year, it's been so different. And I'm like, I wish I lived like this differently. I've got so much more empathy. I've got so much more patience. I've got so much more understanding because at the end of the day, how many days have I walked around 371 days in my life where I've had a hole? Nobody knew that. I mean, some people, yeah, online, but the Starbucks barista didn't know that. And if she treated me like shit, like she didn't know if I was on a breaking point, she didn't know it could be her name was Billy and that set me off. Like you don't know who you are or what impact you have on people. So go in life just being kind. Go in life being patient. Go into life being empathetic. Don't fucking leave your house if you're in a badass mood. That's okay to be in a badass mood, but it's not okay to go out there and ruin other people's lives. And it's not okay to be their reason. It's not okay to be their 13th reason why. Like, And I've been that person. I've been out and about and like I've had a shitty server and I was like, why the fuck is she being a bitch? Like... You're getting nothing, you and I'm leaving. Well, I've never not check. tipped. Right. I've never not tipped, but, I, like, yeah. there's been times where people have been rude, or I've been rude, 
And it's like, why? Why are we not going out every single day trying to make a positive impact, even if it's literally just a smile? You do not know what people are going through. A glare is no, there's no reason to be glaring at people. Granted, I do be glaring at people on the road when they're driving fucking reckless or when I drive past them and they're on their phone. I, or slow. No, not even the slowness. When I see somebody on their phone, oh, that's, it drives me up a yeah, fucking no. wall. I will literally glare at you and I will honk because I'm like, get off your phone. You could kill somebody. Anyways, we're not getting into that topic. But that's something I've really learned this last year is why have we not been living this way the whole time? Like Tim McGraw says, live like you were dying. To live like you were dying. I mean, come on, guys. Seriously, it's, it's very true. It's very true. Um, yeah. Because quite honestly, if I had that morning to live all over again, I would tell him how much he meant to me and tell him how much I loved our children, all four of them. And, the, and you know, it, it, well, quite honestly, six of them, you know. Um, it, it just, you, you, you just, don't have the opportunity to do it over again. Yeah. And that's something that's weighed heavily on my chest the last year. So my dad and I talked again, we we're friends and he also really respected my husband and my husband always comes in with, like, he always sat on the top of the fence. He would see both sides. He loves playing devil's advocate. He is the biggest person to do that. But my dad told us too much as a child, as children, like, because at the end of the day, Raphael and I were children in the situation and we just knew too much. We knew too many of my dad's opinions. We knew too much of what was going on. We knew too much of how he felt. We knew too much of what was said, what was done, what was put on his plate. And I internalized a lot. And so after the last year, I have held a lot of emotions, not only for myself, but resentment for my dad, because I'm like, I know how certain people treated him and what was said, what was done, what was behind closed doors. And it ate me alive to have to sit there and smile and be like, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry you're grieving too. I'm more just like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, how dare you? Yeah. And it hurts. It also hurts like the family drama that's gone on. I know I've shared that. Um, but like the whole lawsuit shit, when that got brought up, I was just like, seriously I almost laughed I was like at first like because I was like well god forbid if anything ever does go south like I and if you guys really do try and put some law paperwork on my doorstep um I had to reach out to my legal team but I was almost more like how yeah. childish and like coming from the people that it was coming from I was just more like we're joking like stuff like that and to hear those people say, well, my grief is deeper than yours because I'm this or this, and um, or my love was deeper because I've known him longer, and I'm just sitting here like, yeah, because I wasn't fucking in the world. Like, what do you want from me, a gold star? Um, What's the next topic? I, uh, um, another thing was celebrations. I wanted to talk about celebrating. Oh yeah. So fun fact, my dad actually turned 60 last summer, right before he passed. And I was really trying to plan him a 60th birthday party. And I was not in the same financial position I am now to have like the time and the freedom to plan a party, much less extra cash. We had just bought a house. We had just had a wedding. We were renovating. Yep. And, um, I was trying to plan him a 60th birthday party and I was reaching out to my stepmom. I was reaching out to my brothers. Nobody was really like biting they were just like okay yeah like let us know what you need help with but then when I was like okay well what about this what about this do we do a dinner here yep. do we do a party here do I get a food there truck? wasn't buy-in there was nobody really like eager to say or do and I was like okay like people are busy whatever like we'll get to the next one like the next big birthday it is what it is and what's funny is 
when I was doing, cause we got married end of May, mm-hmm. my dad's birthday was end of August in my thank you cards to my dad's friends. I literally wrote in there hoping to see you at the end of summer for a birthday party for dad's 60th. Like that's how far in advance I was thinking about my dad's birthday. And I was like, whatever, if nobody cares, I don't care. Like whatever, we'll do whatever. Well, two months later he passed and I had a lot of guilt on my chest of like, damn, like we didn't, and we couldn't even celebrate his 60th. Like, because I thought there was another big one coming. Well, there was no other coming. There's none other coming, not even a big one, not a small one, like not a 61, not a 65, not a 70. It was just gone. And so I had a lot of regret. And in that moment, actually, so a couple months later, I was looking for studio. Well, it wasn't the studio at the time. It was at the house. I was looking for artwork to get printed for our house for background for podcast. And I went into Etsy and in my cart was the 60th birthday Mm. decor. And I was like, fuck, like I just went back in my head. I was like, damn, like I will never again. Yikes have to sit in that moment of like, you have to have a big birthday to celebrate. Like you have to have a big job promotion. You have to have uh, a marriage, a baby. Like every day is a celebration. I love to celebrate my singlehood of girlfriends. Like they're so strong in what they do and what they go through. And it's not wrong to have goals in any way, shape or form, right. and but I'm not you don't that. need them to celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate Um, the little things. Like my brother's boyfriend quit his job and he was scared shitless and was like, holy crap, like this is a new phase of life. We went out and celebrated. We're like, yay, you quit your job. It was a terrible work environment. Granted, he had some other things lined up to like keep his his life rolling. Obviously, if he quit with just his hands tied behind his back and he was like, yeah, somebody like, I'm going to go mooch off my mom and dad. Yeah, it would have been a different scenario, but we were proud of him for stepping out of a toxic work environment that was leaving him every single day, mentally drained, mentally stressed. And you could see it in his eyes. He was just exhausted and he was being treated like shit. And like, nobody deserves that. And for him to walk away, but also still have a secondary setup going. And it was something where he was like, not necessarily overly eager to share. Like, yeah, I'm doing this now. Like to make ends meet, like that's okay. Like what you're doing, you're making your own ends meet. And that's right. what we're proud of. You got out of a toxic environment and you're, on, on, and you're still able to stand on your own two feet. And that could go into anything, leaving a toxic boyfriend, leaving a toxic husband, leaving anything like a toxic friend. I think it's fair to say that you celebrated putting him putting himself first. Yeah. And living his life. Plain and simple. Again, at the end of the day, like you can, you can get out of a bad environment, but you got to make sure you're supporting yourself I don't necessarily say like leave a toxic work environment and just hope for the fucking best and chuck it up and be like somebody will pay my bills like call your mommy crying because I don't believe in that either well I am not happy about being semi-retired but I do have the situation under control but you're also an, you I'm don't have a bills different the way yeah phase of life you're too, in a way different you know, phase of life so again that's apples to oranges <laughs> but um but and that that's something to celebrate like yes. you are how many women out there are like, how proud of you are you guys that you guys don't have car payments? Your house payment is very low. Like you don't have the debt that a lot of elder people have. Um, you guys are in a different position where you can take a couple months off and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm stressed, but like, I'm, I'm also not like dying to get into a job. I'm very, I'm very proud of the fact that I've, I've carried the household for three years. And that's a celebration in itself. 
that to me is even though I don't have that right now, it's, it's amazing that I've been able to do it. Yeah. So right now I'm taking the time to refocus on myself and spend time with the people that I love. Um, yeah, her, um, you know, and my son and my husband and it's just right now it's, it's time for me because losing Bill helped me see that it's time when the door closes, another window opened for me. And right now, I was looking for the reason to be here, or looking for the way that I could take time off and then to be with you week. on the 7th to, to <coughs> celebrate her father's life and then, you know, move into things Sorry. we had planned. But quite honestly, I didn't know the way I was going to ask for that time off. And here it was heard that I needed this time off. And granted, it's not the way that I would have hoped, but I'm enjoying the time to spend with them to help my brother and his family move halfway across the country to start a new life. Look for the positive. There's a silver lining. I had said that. So I don't know if you listened to my episode with Maddie Pruitt a couple weeks back. Um, she wrote a book and it's called The Love Everybody Wants. I've shameless plugged this so many times. I literally love this book, you guys. And this is not an ad. She wrote a lot about um, hardships and learning from the hardships. And that's so true. And why I refer back to that book is because you can hear people say it, but when you read something, and it's so simplistic, because in a, in a self-help book, it's always simplistic. And why it's simplistic is so it's, a, it's simple enough, but also real enough where you can relate it to your own self. And she was talking about like hardships, but not knowing the bigger picture in the long run. And that's so true. Like you go through things and you don't know what the bigger picture is. Mm -hmm. And you're just mad. You're just like, why? Why am I going through this? Why me? I can never catch a break. But I tell you, I have sat in those moments and I've sat in those mindsets. I've sat in those rooms alone wondering why, why me, why God, what's next, when, like, when is this going to get better? And then you get on the back end of it. Mm -hmm. And now when I go through hardships, I'm almost like, I really do believe that you have to have a storm to have green, to have growth, to have a rainbow. Like you, you can't see the light without the dark. You, you literally cannot have growth without no. some storms. Like right. you have to go through trials and tribulations to grow. You are always going to be stagnant if you don't go through something new. That's where complacency comes. That's where contentment comes. That's where... It's the being open to all of that. that but you ha exactly. You, you have, have to, to just have open. the mindset of like, I need, there's more. There's yeah. more. And if I'm open and I'm willing to learn and to grow from this, that's the other thing. You can have a shit storm on you and you'd be like, fuck this. I hate this. Mm -hmm. And that shit storm will never go away because that's your mindset. Yep. If you sit in it and you're like, okay, it's storming for a reason. Did I ask for growth? Did I ask for change? Am I looking for strength? Am I looking for guidance? Am I asking for something? When you're sitting and asking for something, something's going to come along to clear a pathway. And you're sitting here like, I didn't ask for this. Well, yeah, you didn't, but you asked for this. And you have to go through this to get to this. And I think now I look at hardships literally so much differently. And my stress is so much different now, too, because I'm not like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, oh, my God, how can I control this? I'm more just like, okay, we'll get through this. Like, this stinks. It is what it is. But, like, we've got each other. How but, do we grow forward? But when you start to pay attention to certain things, whether they're positive <laughs> or negative, or a certain car you want, or a certain color, you start to see those things. You feed. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it's the eleven eleven. It's the you know. Oh my goodness! I see Q eights everywhere. Now. A blue car. Do you ever get hey. a new? Yeah, when you get a new car, you're like, oh my god, oh, I never wow. heard of a Q. Never I saw those before. And holy crap, there's ten of them right mm-hmm. there. It, it's the same thing. When you start to pay attention to what you're what subconsciously you're looking for, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, manifestation, my, speaking, my into existence. son does not. He's questioned the whole positive thinking she's proof she's actually started to make a difference in her life because that's what she's looking for she's looking for the positive she's looking for how to help you know and that that to me is huge her father was the same way he was very much can I spread joy can I spread warmth hey great it's nice to see you Jim Bob come on get in the car and he was just always exuding get in the happiness. car and have my candy <laughs> But that's the that thing is if you pay attention to what you want, you get you're what you going give. to manifest it. You get what you give. Yeah. You, for sure, you grow exactly that. Like if yeah. you pour water into soil, you're going to get a flower. If you pour yeah. bleach into soil, you're going to fucking kill the soil. Like, are you looking for the rain cloud and the lightning or are you looking for the rainbow? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you touched on signs, and I did want to yeah. talk about that a little bit. So there's a book called Signs. Um, I don't know the exact author, but it's found on Amazon. You can get it. Um, I think you linked that, didn't you? Decently cheap. I haven't. I don't know. Um, if I will not, the link, link is coming. The link is coming. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, and I highly suggest reading it. I was suggested it quite a few months back, and um, it's a wonderful book to read. I am not through it. I actually am needing to finish it. Um, but it's something that I would highly suggest you reading, but also, so I've had a couple encounters with what I would consider a medium. Is that what they're called? I think, yes. I didn't believe in that shit. Hmm. Um, but the things, and these were two different encounters where I had no idea who they were. They had absolutely no idea who I was. And, um, that will change your life. I do not suggest going and looking. I never suggest going and looking for anything because when you're looking and searching for something, love, friendships, a home, anything, like when you are beating something to the pulp because you want it so bad, it's not meant for you. If it comes naturally and organically and it feels too good to be true and it found you, that's where you're meant to be and that's what's supposed to happen. Let, let's be clear. There's a difference between stalking Right. <laughs> and, and falling being in love. open to, you know, you start stalking <laughs> those things. You're going to catch a charge. If you're open to it, that's a big difference. Yeah. And um, I really do believe in that. I believe what's meant for you will find its way to you. Fact. Um, I do believe in, I do believe in some work because obviously like, so, but I believe in working on yourself because when you work on yourself, that's where the work is meaning to needing to be done. And then that's what will gravitate towards you. Right. Because when I say, like, what's meant for you will find its way. Well, like, obviously, you have to be, like, putting yourself in positions to find something. Um, And that can go for anything. Friendships, love, um, signs, anything along those lines. But you have to, again, put in the work for yourself and also mentally be open and ready for those things. Anyways, the two encounters that I had really caught me off guard. The first one, from head to toe, I was in just, like, shambles. I was crying. It was the fucking weirdest shit ever. And um, I was so grateful for that experience and it's way too long of a story to tell, but I spent the, like an hour and a half with this man and, um, 
wildest thing ever. But anyways, I got home to Raphael and I was like, there's no fucking way you'll believe this. Mind you, this man, again, was saying things that he had no idea about. And he was touching everything to a freaking T. And I'm sitting here like, this shit is so wild. I go home and I'm telling Raphael everything. And he was like, I can't even believe this. I cannot wrap my brain around this. And this night there was a snowstorm. So I was not home because I was with that guy. And Raphael ordered Uber Eats for us. And I think he ordered like Papa John's or something. And it wasn't like a bad snowstorm, but like it was one of those storms where we didn't know if it was going to hit us or not. So Raphael's right. like, Catherine's not home for dinner. Like, I'm just going to order food. And um, I'm telling him this as I get home and like the pizza still wasn't there yet. And we get a notification on Raphael's phone and it says your Uber Eats delivery is almost to your place, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm telling Raphael all this stuff, it said the name of the driver and the driver's name was Billy. And I was like, Mm. okay, that's fucking weird. Raphael's like, this shit's too weird to make up. Like I cannot make this up. Mind you. Billy, like we spell my name, my dad's name, Billy as in B-I-L-L-Y, in Denver, the day he died. Do you remember me saying, if I have a little girl, I'm telling everybody this in this room right now, if I have a little girl, I will be naming her Billy and it will be an I-E. Yep. I was claiming that in front of my brothers. Literally, my dad was not even. In the airport. My dad was, no, we were at the island in the Airbnb. Oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, my dad, like, his body was still in the hospital room somewhere. Like, buddy wasn't even, like, transferred yet. We weren't even on flight home. I claim that fucking name. We op- Mind you, it was Bill- Billy with an IE. IE. We were expecting a man. We open the door and it's a girl. And I'm like, you cannot make this shit up. And so Raphael was like, holy shit. That was like the weirdest thing ever. It was just like too weird of a coincidence. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like there's been signs time and time again that have come and you just cannot make it up. I shared a TikTok a couple weeks ago. I was driving to here. I was driving to the studio I was in the far left lane. I was in, I always am like, I'm a fast driver. I was in the far left lane. Something told me, mind you, I always get off on a certain exit. And I was like, ooh, I want to get off the exit before because I want to drive through downtown because this time of year they're putting up the Christmas lights and I love to see the Christmas lights on fall leaves. I know it sounds silly. Anyways, I move from the far left lane. I get all the way into the right lane because my exit's coming up and I just see a domino effect. Mind you, I was in the far left lane. I see a domino effect and I'm like, oh shit, like this is a pile up. And then I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh my God. This car, it was like a small little. Oh Lord, this one. It was a small little compact car, not a Prius, but something along those lines. And I watch it from the far left lane spin all the way into the far right lane, directly in front of my car. Everybody's locking up. This car's right in front of me and it is completely compacted. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, trunk, front end, completely in this the front seat. This was the one seat. you called me on. Yeah. And so I'm like physically shaking because I'm like, did I just watch somebody die? Like, I cannot take this right now. You thought Holy she was fuck. dead. Holy fuck. I call 911. I was actually the first person to call 911. I pull off on the shoulder, actually on the exit. And I'm like, I just watched this happen. Like, there's a seven car pileup. This one vehicle needs immediate medical attention. Everybody in the pileup is jumping out of the car to come to this woman's rescue to get her out of the car. The doors aren't opening. And I'm sitting there like physically shaking. Like my heart rate was so fast. I'm like, we need medical here now. Like, and she was like, okay, you can get off scene. If like, you're not part of it, get off the scene. And I was like, okay, cause obviously they need to like, and we're on a major highway. Like you don't want to pile up. And I said, it'll probably be best if you come off the on-ramp. Like they would have to come backwards to get to this woman. Cause it was so backed up now. So I get off and my sign for my dad is in birds. And so I looked up at my sunroof when I like got downtown and I was at a stoplight and I finally start to like feel my emotions. I'm like, oh my God. Hmm. 
And I look up and I was like, I'm so thankful I'm all right. And I literally said those words word for word. And I'm expecting a bird to fly over and I'll be like, oh, thanks, dad, for keeping me safe. Because there's no fucking reason that I should have gotten off an uh, exit yep. early. I don't know why. And as that's playing, mind you, like normally my phone's always connected <laughs> to my car and I was on the radio for whatever reason. And normally when I'm on the radio, I'm listening to like KDWB, I'm listening to the hip hop, like whatever reason I was on country, I don't know why. And Jody Messina's song, I'm All Right, came on. And like immediately I lost my shit. Like I was so hysterical. I had to pull over because I'm like, my dad and I, and you that was, loved that, was that one song. The, th- the three of us, yeah. We loved that song because it was just such an upbeat, positive song. Um, her vocals are wonderful in it and the message in it's wonderful. And um, it got to the point, and I literally pulled out my phone to record. I like put it in my console and I was just like, I can't believe, like, this yep. is so unreal that, like, I have to pull out my phone. So I pull out my phone, and I was recording, and then it got to the point where it was like, God only knows, and I'll see you again. And I'm like, I had to pull over. I was like, no, nope, yep. I can't keep driving. I just lost my shit. I was just bawling my eyes out because that, I was like, that I know was a sign for my dad because I used to always play that song on touch tunes in bars when I was with him because we it was just one of those songs that, like, anytime we were at a bar. We've done it at karaoke. yeah. That it's was, just it's just one of those songs that like older people know and um like younger kids know too like me and my age group like you know that song like yeah. if your parents we you know that song yep. like all my girlfriends know the song like it's one of those songs that like you can never go wrong playing and my dad would always be like oh my god you played this didn't <laughs> this you one again yay and um it was always so funny because he would always be like cuz he could barely hear it and then yeah. he'd be like oh that's Jody Machina and I actually have it on video of me being like dad I played you a song and he was like listening he was like who is it and um, I have that video and it's just crazy because I was like at that exact moment, you cannot tell me that wasn't my dad because I was in the, I was in that line of pileup. Do I think I would have been the cars going like that, like across four lanes of traffic? No, you never know, but I never know. And uh, it was just in that moment where I was like, holy fuck, this is just so wild. And mind you, the woman did make it out alive. She was living. She was breathing. She was conscious. Um, at least in that moment, she was alive. I hope that all was well, and it wasn't just the adrenaline keeping her alive, and she lost her life later on. I'm just going to yeah. pray to God. But it was just one of those moments, and I believe in signs. I believe in them everywhere. I believe they show up for different people. I believe they show up in different re- ways, mm-hmm. different reasons. I believe you have to be mentally open and ready for them. Um, I also have to believe that you believe in them yourself. You have to trust in yourself and not be like, oh, was I crazy? I say this all the time. I see hawks. Hawks are where I was like, I wrote, we had a, my dad had a Minnesota book and I let my brothers and my cousins and I don't know if you wrote in it. I think it was just for the boys and the cousins. And, mm-hmm. and, um, we, we picked a page and I was like, right on any page, it was going to be buried in him with his casket. And it was, and I said, right on the page that you like, whenever you see, cause we live in Minnesota. I'm like, when you see a Minnesota bird that you see dad or you want dad to show up for you in right on it. Yep. And I chose a hawk. I don't remember exactly which hawk. I just po- chose a random hawk. And on that page, I said something along the lines of show me strength or show up to me in a hawk when I need strength and when I, or when I want to know that you're protecting me. I see hawks all the time on the highways. They're just sitting on the streetlights. It's the craziest shit ever. There was one other time, too, where something really, really, really fucking weird happened. I don't remember the exact story, but I did post it on TikTok. I got to look back at the story. And Raphael and I were talking about it, and we literally look outside, and there's a hawk sitting on our mm-hmm. um, thingy. I'm just like, this shit you cannot make yeah. up. It's the wildest shit ever. 
I don't know. There's just been times again. I just believe it's it's really just trusting in yourself and knowing that if your loved one is near, you just have to believe that. Um, faith. It's faith. Yeah, Delulu is the Salulu, y'all. Um, so one other thing, the last thing I really wanted to touch on is going when you lose somebody, it can change people. And I've met a lot of people who don't want to talk about their loss, who don't want their mom, their dad, their siblings, whoever they lost. They don't want that person brought up. They don't want to speak on them. They don't want to think about it. They want to cry about it in their bedroom and be left alone. I respect that. I don't believe that. Isolation grieving. I went opposite. And in my head, I was told, um, my stepmom had asked me, when um, I hit a million, I got a text message. Me and my brothers actually all got a text message in our family group chat. And it was not nice, in my opinion. Um, again, that's my own subjective opinion. It was basically, I would like for you to grieve your dad silently and not publicly because it's a lot. Um, it's, I'm sure her reading through comments um, is not something that she's comfortable with. And it's strangers to her. Technically, all these people are strangers to me as well. But to me, it was a community. To me, it was people that loved my dad. And to me, it showed that my dad meant so much more to everybody, not just the Ebbs family. Like, he was a human being that radiated light and love, even through a <laughs> fucking screen. You did not have to be in a presence with him. You did not have to share the same bloodline with him. He was somebody that I didn't want to shun. And I didn't want to grieve silently. And I didn't want to grieve alone in my bedroom with my own husband. And I didn't give a fuck about sitting and having family dinners. I wanted my dad's name to not be ever forgotten. I respect where certain people come from with their thoughts. But they also need to respect mine. And my mindset was never to profit off of. My mindset was never to gain followers off of. If anything, my mindset was, how do I keep my dad's legacy alive? How do I keep his spirits alive? How do I not let his name die with him? And that was exactly where I started this episode of like the echoes of silence. Again, why do we have to have a million people care about Bill Ebbs? We don't. We don't. But at the end of the day, like it's my decision to keep his name alive and to shout it from the rooftops. And so I've done everything in my power of like, how can I reach the grieving community in honor of my dad and honor of their lost loved ones, not just my dad. So since losing dad, I did the beloved collection with Karama Collective um, because we were walking the streets of New York last Thanksgiving week of last year. We buried my dad on that Tuesday and I said, I will never celebrate Thanksgiving again. It's my own personal preference. It's not a holiday I really cared about to begin with. Um, It's not something that's really meaningful to me. It was always just like a weird holiday in general. I'm not a big Thanksgiving food girly. I respect the the history of America. That's to each its fucking own, too, about how we got here. I don't know. But I was like, you know what? Never again. So I was walking the streets of New York, and I was like, I really want to keep my dad close to my chest. And how do I do that every day? I wanted to wear a necklace. I was never a necklace girly, and I was like, I want to wear a necklace in honor of him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find anything on the market, so I was like, with Eli and Aaron, um, Eli is a jeweler, and... I literally like lights went off and I was like, Eli, let's fucking do this. Like how many people are out there in the grieving community that can't find something to hold near and dear to their hearts. That's how the Catherine chain with the beloved collection came about. The whole point was for it to be not just one necklace for Bill Ebbs. Mm -hmm. It was one necklace that can be interchangeable. You can add charms to, you can mix and match. It can be for your baby that you love. It can be for your husband. It can be for a lost loved one. It can be just because you love the fucking charm and you wanted to wear it around your neck. I wanted it to be for the consumer, not just for me and my father. 
So that's something I did in honor of him. And I wanted to grow that name. And I wanted anyone and everyone to feel like they had a piece of somebody and something that they loved near and dear to their hearts. Um, and it had a story behind it, obviously. And it was also an heirloom collection. Those are solid, real gold pieces. Um, I wanted it to be an heirloom. I wanted it to be something that could be passed down because when you're a daughter who lost their father, you don't get their jewelry. You don't, well, one, my dad didn't really wear jewelry. And what they do have, it doesn't go to the daughter. It's stereotypically, it's the mother passes down to the daughter and or they pass down to the son to give to an in-law someday and whatever. Don't get me started on that party. But anyways, um, that was something I did. And I went through every single thing in my mind of like, how can I keep my dad's spirits alive, but not just for my dad. And it's anyone and everyone that's mourning somebody and the spirits that are gone from that person. And I think that's something again, that you should be thinking about, even if you want the isolation grieving. And I, I respect that for you, but how can you go forward in life, honoring your loved one in the way that they would want? Some people are trash people and, you're like, because there's so many people out there that have lost a loved one and they weren't a great person. But a legacy can't be passed down if you're silent or siloed. So a legacy isn't, isn't grown. Yeah. You know, actions though. Actions. Yes. So that was another thing. I was like, how do we, my dad loved to be overly giving. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a video of him uh, the day before he passed. He was so mad because he loved to tip $20 anywhere he went. He didn't care if it was a $5 tab. He would leave a $20 bill. He did not give a single shit. And there was an argument back home before we went on the vacation, not with anyone in the vehicle, but because we were in the vehicle and my dad was talking about this and nobody in the car was part of the argument, but my dad was sharing the argument and he was like, it could be the server's 20 fucking dollars that they were low on their rent. Yep. And he was like, what if they needed fucking gas? And he was like, and if I can help them and I don't need that fucking $20, so I'm going to give that this. fucking $20. Yep. And that sticks with me. Still to this day, I listen to that video all the time. I think it's funny as shit. Um, but also it's not the funniness because it's my dad. It's the, it's the value behind it yep. of helping. You never know, again, what people are going through. If someone's $20 negative in their account, it might not seem like much, but if you only have a $20 bill and I'm negative $20 in my account, I have no food in my fridge. I'm not going to go take that physical $20 and put it in my account because I'm going to be left with zero. So what's going to happen is I'm going to go spend that $20 on food and my negative $20 is now going to get a negative $35 or a $35 late fee on it or overdraft charge. So I'm negative $55. It's a spiral. You never know what you're going through. So if you can pay it forward, and that, and that $20 means nothing to you, do something out of your way to help. Pay it forward, whatever you can do. And so that's when I was like, something in my head was like, pay it's a bill. It's not even that it doesn't mean anything to you. <coughs> it's that how can I help this person? More. Uh, yeah, more. And, and, be, and show my, my appreciation for them walking, living, breathing. Right. And I, obviously like sense, money is a sensitive topic and I don't mean to be insensitive on it. $20 is a lot of money. Even to me, $20 is $20. Yeah. Like I can buy a lot of money or that can buy a lot of things. It also yeah. can buy not much if in today's world. Um, but it was more the principle behind it of like, how can I move forward with my dad's legacy of just being a kind, giving, generous human being? Right. How can and we share his passion? When I started thinking, pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. Um, I, something came up and I had shared on Instagram. I was like, during the holidays, like, what can we do to help you? Like for giveaways, like some people love the PR. It's something simple. It's brand send stuff to me. But then I was like, okay, but what can be very meaningful to people? Right. Sometimes that's it. They can't afford uh, goods or 
makeup and, and they wanted to try something out and I can send it to them, I would love to do that. But a lot of people said, pay a bill. And in my head, it sparked something of like, mm-hmm. bill, 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 duh. I was like, pay it forward, pay a bill. I was like, so how can I pay a bill forward? Yep. Um, and that's something I really believe in. And in 2024, I'm wanting to do forward. So every month, we want to pay people's bills for them. Yep. I don't know how it'll look because, unfortunately, I've been scammed a couple times. And that's real life. People can scam you all the time. Um, so I don't know the logistics of that yet. But we'll figure that out because if we can give back in a meaningful way that way and we can honor Bill that way, I'm going to do it. Whether it's $100, whether I have an extra $100 and I can pay your electric bill or we're at Cup Foods and there's a mom putting things back because they can't afford everything, we'll pay the bill. Like, however we can go about, it could be something simple as we're in line at Starbucks and we pay for the, the car behind us. Something small it doesn't need anything small or big. It's all meaningful. And again, when you go in the mindset of what can I give, not what can I get, you should never expect anything in return. You should always just be doing it out of the goodness of your heart. None of us are Jesus. None of us are perfect. Um, but it starts with just paying things forward and just being a good human. That's something I want to do in honor of him. Um, there's I, just, I will tell you that being here this week with you and riding around and things, I know there's been a couple of times you've actually paid for the car behind us in, in certain scenarios. And let me tell you, the feeling that it brings up in me is just, it, I imagine being that person in the car, whether they need it paid for or not. Yeah. It's just you kind. Know, it, it is. If it's, I was to get it bought for me, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so nice. I'm like, oh, really? That's amazing. And and I want to share. I want to, I want to keep doing it. I get, and, and that's the other thing. Like I understand I'm blessed to be in the shoes that I am because an extra $7 in a Starbucks line is some people, they were like, yeah. This is my priority today because I needed my $5 coffee. I cannot afford an additional $7 behind me. Um, and Raphael and I have always kind of done that. Even before my dad passed, we would always like kind of grab random cars behind us. Or one time we were at a Starbucks that was attached to a laundromat and the, the woman was trying to walk through the Starbucks line yeah. and um, she had her stroller. And we, Raphael was like, absolutely not. Like, what do you want? We'll grab it for you. Um, we'll meet you at the front. Like, and, we, and she tried to give us money, and we're like, absolutely not. Like, you're totally fine. And she started crying. It's stuff like that. Like, you never know what people are going through. Right. Yes, that $5 might be expensive to them, but they're willing to spend it because it's a simple treat for them, but they could need it somewhere else. And the kindness does not have to be monetary. Not at all. In order to share. Not at all. Hold a door open. I was just about to say, open the door, smile. Fucking smile. You know how many people aren't smiling these days? <sighs> Get on a plane with a, with a, a mother and her child. Let me tell you, having been a single mom flying back and forth my, with my kids, how many times did I get on a plane trying to wrangle a five-year-old and a three-year-old? Or helping with their bags. Anything. Raphael does that all the time. Like yeah. Raphael's always just naturally taller, larger, stronger. Um, he's always helped people with their bags getting on and off flights, especially women, like younger women, right. older women. He's always the first to jump up and grab people's bags for mm-hmm. them. Um, and it's simple as that. Like, it does not have to be monetary. You're absolutely right. A smile. Um, a nice word. Or thank you. A compliment. That's yes. actually, we were just talking about that at dinner the other night. Like, yep. my mom's very much the person. She will literally frogger across traffic to be like, oh, my God, I love your outfit. That's gorgeous. Like, you look beautiful today. Something along those lines. It could mean the world. Um, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. But those are kind of like the things that over the last year I've definitely grown from. I've learned from. I... 
um, have changed. It is what it is. There's a lot of things that I've become honestly a lot more cutthroat with. And in certain senses, people could be like, oh, she became a really big bitch. No, I just really decided to protect my peace. I decided to protect my, again, my mental health, my home, um, where I put my energies because energies are quickly, quickly exhausted, Mm -hmm. especially if you are the person that is constantly giving out your energy and filling other people's cups, yours drains very, very fast. And if nobody else is filling yours, where the fuck do you You, think it's going to fill from? You cannot pour from an empty cup at all. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of you first. Mm -hmm. So we made it through our first year of grieving, me at least. Um, We got a long way to go. I do want to say there's a lot of people that um, have noticed, like, I've, I'll get comments, and they're like, oh, my God, you're glowing, or, like, you look like you've moved on, and, like, that's there's not... no moving on. I was going to say that's not something Mm-mm. I would say to somebody. There's not that no I'm offended on. by it by any means, Mm-mm. but if you're talking to somebody that's grieving, I would not suggest saying, oh, it looks like you've moved on. Good for you. Like, you're doing so much better. You're um, coping. I love the idea behind that. Um, I love them saying more, like, you look like you're gaining like some happiness back and, and I'm happy to see you happy. That's, that's monumental. Mm-hmm. Um, to say to somebody that they've moved on, you'll never move on. I will mm-hmm. always have the whole, the grief hole is just a hole. And now it's just going to continue to get bigger because that's life. People are just going to continue. We're just going to continue to lose them. Um, and the hole just gets bigger and bigger over time. But we learn how to live with it. You learn how to grow around it. You learn how to shut it off at sometimes because there's been times I've been at a dinner and like I can 110% speak on my dad and not have a single tear in my eye and I'm smiling. And there's other times you even mention the name and I lose my shit. Like it just is what it is. Um, be respectful, be understanding. Also, if you're grieving, understand that people just might not get it either. Right. Um, and again, when I say like, I genuinely, when people are like, oh, what do you mean you're grieving? Like what? Oh, okay. Like it's been a year. Good on with it. I'm almost like, you're so lucky. Like, I don't take offense to that. I'm more like, you're just lucky. Like you're going to be there one day and, or you are such a bad person that you have nobody close enough for to you to love that deeply, which might be a mirror reflection that you need to go through. We know a couple of those. Right. So, um, it just, it's, it's a new world. It's, um, something I never thought I would be sitting here thinking and talking about for a year long now. Um, much less I project, I literally have like ideas constantly going of right. how to help a grieving community that never in my wildest dreams think I thought I would be here um first off just know you're not alone you are not second alone. second off it, it, there is no right way or wrong way and if it works for you that's what counts um do what's best for you depression anxiety anger fear those are all feelings, but on the flip side, there's going to be happiness and joy and pride, laughter and excitement. laughter. You know, the, the, the you like I said earlier, you cannot have the darkness without the light. Um, so it, it's keep the traditions, drop yeah. traditions, do what you want. Um, just go out there, just being a better person. Um, I also want to touch on really fast. A lot of people don't have the kind of dad that I had Mm. and not even necessarily the dad, the parent. There's a lot of people out there who had a really shit relationship with their loved one that they lost and they've got anger. They've got, why did I not get the relationship that other people have? Right. And, or, and I say like, keep their legacy alive. You're might, you might be like listening and you're like, I don't have a legacy that I want to honor. Be the person that you wish they were. Right. 
be the person that you want somebody to miss because that's something that I loved about my dad and I love about him still to this day is he was so hard to lose. Not a lot of people get that. And that means that I will be thinking about that every single day of like, how can I be the the daughter that my dad would be proud of? How can I be the daughter that continues on something so great? Um, So yeah, just do your best. Remember that you're human too. Shameless plug. (laughs) Three in one episode. I love that. And the sun comes up every day. It's the start to a new day. Yep. Live, love, fucking laugh. We will see you guys next week. And we will be in Sweden for the next episode. Sweden. So the next episode will be coming out on Thanksgiving. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Or thanks for having us. (laughs) She said. (laughs) Bye. Bye.